right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. And as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome, a PlayStation podcast. And this is episode 290. We are 10 away from Monumental, episode 300. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. Before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81. Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. As always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome. At gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends, leave comments, and rate the podcast as you see fit. So like right now, just pause it, go do the thing, and then come back. And as a reminder, you can watch our show if you prefer over on YouTube. And uh, yeah, for new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon. So what that means is it's a site that allows you to throw a little tip our way each month so that we can uh, keep doing this. It's incentive for us. And uh, it's a way of saying thank you to us. And it is a Patreon website is what they call it. And there are different tiers. We only have one tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. If you do that, for $1 a month, you can support our show. If you go to patreon.com slash PS, this is awesome. And uh, we will mail you this free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail. And we'll give you a shout-out also. So with that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today? Uh, <clears throat> I'm feeling okay. I'm... I said something before the show about how I was not uh, feeling super well just because I got I weed I was weed whacking I hit a nest of ground bees. Mm. Those of you don't don't live places where you're outside or have ever been attacked by an entire colony of ground bees before, it's not fun because they just like follow you around the yard and keep stinging you when you're running away. So I got hit a bunch of times, and now I'm like all swollen and itchy and freaking kind of gross feeling. But other than that, doing okay. Um, had a pretty good weekend. Spent all my time outside, so I'm a little sun soaked. But other than that, I'm alive. Yeah, that's how Macaulay Culkin's character dies in The Good Son, I believe, or one of those shows. He play he plays he plays somebody, and he gets killed by getting stung by bees because he has an allergic reaction and they can't save him. Mm. Yeah, I'm not allergic to bees, thankfully. But uh, even if you're not allergic to bees, if you get stung enough, it's a problem. So, you know, basically I just got inside and um, we have a pool. So basically I just took all my clothes off and jumped in the pool whenever I was getting stung. So that was nice. I mean, there weren't really any bees on me at that point, but it was just like if you get stung by a bee before, it fucking hurts. Yeah, and it, it sucks. Robs. So the getting in the cold water was awesome. But first thing I did was come inside and just be like cuz I was home alone. Another good just Macaulay like, Culkin. Okay. Movie. Just Google um how long do I have to worry about anaphylaxis? And it's like, okay, uh 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well it's been more it's been more than 30 minutes. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm just going to be freaking swollen and itchy and you know all this other stuff. So mm. uh but yeah, it's uh some people are, like, really allergic to bees. Right. And that's crazy to me. But thankfully, I'm not. Yeah. It's, it's a world that I'm um, – you can develop allergies over time, though. You may may not have been allergic, and then the next time you get stung, have a reaction. So that's, And there are different kinds of bees, obviously. But I don't know if the ones that stung yeah. you are the kind that die when they sting you. Um, I don't know. Did you find any stingers? I got stung – I got stung – I think I got stung a few times by, like – like I know I got stung at least twice 
by one of the bees. Mm. So I'm guessing probably not. Um, but I don't know. They were they're just these these like yellow jacket kind of ground bees. I don't know if you've seen them. You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, exactly. They're pretty common around here, especially this time of year in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And I just was going over an area of the my property that I haven't had to do in a while, and I guess at some point in time they got in there and decided they were going to defend their territory. <sighs> which it's so weird how they fucked. know who the threat is. Like, they should, like we should just kill all bees. I'm thinking. I like. I mean, bees. I get that. I I get that they're like pollinators and stuff. Like, if you want to keep the bumblebees around, fine. That's fine. Or like the carpenter bees. That's fine. Like they don't fuck. They don't fuck with you. They're just like, hey, we're just chilling. You know, we're big, fat, and kind of fuzzy looking. And then, but like, there are a lot of bees that are just assholes. And I think those ones can probably be eliminated. I think Same with, cool. like, mosquitoes. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think mosquitoes, the world's a better place without them, for sure. All the mosquitoes do are spread diseases and make you fucking itch all the time and ruin the outdoors. Um, but, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's funny that – it's not funny, but it's, it's interesting that you had some outdoor issues because I've been battling on below my kneecaps uh, to my ankles – I know I have poison ivy in the mulch in my backyard. And once that shit starts growing, it's like really, really hard to get rid of. Like they make certain sprays and the spray is like, well, you can't just spray it. You got to fucking dig it up and you got to do all this shit. And it's like I am – my skin reacts pretty bad to poison ivy. Like I, all, all I have to be is like close to it and I'll get fucking itchy and stuff. Um, but I have these poison ivy blisters on my legs. Below my kneecaps because I think I I might have hit it with a weed whacker as well, um, a piece of it, and I'm pretty sure like I had it on my legs because I weed whacked in shorts like an idiot, but um, it just hung on my legs until I was done with doing shit in the yard, and uh, and then my dog also will like run right into it. I don't know if you know, but animals typically have no reaction to poison ivy; it doesn't even affect them. So like he'll get it on his. Yeah, I'm not allergic either. Oh my god. He'll get it on his coat, no, I don't. and then like he'll come in the house, and I won't know. And then like he'll like rub up against my legs and shit, and then like so like my legs have been like really agitating um, lately. So it's just outdoor bullshit that we got to deal with. But it is what it is, man. I went golfing today. Uh, my dad and I played Hillwood. I didn't didn't do great, <sighs> but um, I didn't do terrible. I sunk like two really long putts, but outside of that, my drive has not been what it needs to be. He actually played pretty well, um, so we're just practicing for tomorrow. But uh, outside of that, one last thing. I have those G.I. Joe classified figures, and they don't come with figure stands. So I found a 3D a 3D print file. I don't know if the, this is like a little mini stand that you can put your little guys on. Mm. I don't know. So it's kind of cool. I painted it black and I'm going to paint the top. So I have a little – I have a, uh Instagram called the Keystone Cobra and I like to pose my figures and take shots of them and get appraisal uh, – praise? Praise. I get praise from all of my fellow collectors. It's like, wow, that's a fucking badass figure. I'm like, yeah, dude. So anyways – it's a nice little community over there we have for G.I. Joe collectors. Um, all we do is just feed into each other's bullshit, collecting uh, issues. <laughs> Shit, I got to mute that. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, man, let's talk about some games. We were late last 
last episode. So we picked up news, I think, on Tuesday. So for this episode, we only have Wednesday through Sunday to cover. So not a whole lot. As far as uh, every episode, Jake, we talk about games that we're currently playing. And uh, last episode, I had, st- I believe I had talked about... Not even about how I didn't get yet didn't get back to Switchback VR, and that is still the case. And it's easier just to put on Shredder's Revenge and play that. So, and I have to uh, make a public humi- uh, like a I'll have to humiliate myself briefly publicly on this section because last episode I remember saying something like how I've S ranked every every episode, and it was like really really easy. I'm an idiot, so like. It doesn't have rankings. The S that shows up in the bottom right when you beat the level just means it's saving the game. It's just an S in like an ooze canister. And I figured that was like my rank. I was like, oh, fuck, I got the S rank. So <laughs> it doesn't say. I just assume because I, I have been kicking ass, but uh, not dying a lot. And I was like, wow, I must be doing like, Streets of Rage has dis- different ranks. So I figured they, they would follow suit, but they didn't. So, Jake, are you playing anything? Uh... Nah, I mean, I haven't really had much of a chance to uh, this week, so I downloaded a couple things to dick around with, but I haven't had a chance to even open anything up. I I still have Final Fantasy 16 going on, but I haven't had a whole lot of time to play it since we last talked, because I haven't even touched my PlayStation at all this weekend, and because I was out early for a golf outing yesterday, and... I was uh, this morning. I couldn't play because my hand was so swollen from being stung by a bee. Mm. So uh, I'm gonna get back to it. Hopefully this week and be able to try some new things out. I think. Good. Good. Well, that's good. Well, you know what? We're. I feel like we're gonna blow right through this podcast. Um, this is. Fine by me. What's that? Fine by you. <laughs> I said fine by me. Yeah, I guess if there's not a ton to talk about, we don't need to talk about just dragging on, just dragging on. But we do, we do get into listener feedback and listener questions. And uh, you, as the listener, can write us at ps. This is awesome at gmail.com, or you can go to our Patreon, subscribe to that, leave us a note on there. Under I post every episode. Sometimes you get them a little bit early, not a lot. Sometimes you get them right on time. And if you're getting them late, you're getting them late like everybody else. But you can also post uh, comments on our YouTube site, which is what a lot of people have been doing. And uh, we had an interesting an interesting comment in a language I didn't understand. So I'd use like Google Translate and I think this could be a bot. I always think things are bots. I'm not sure, but I took it because it's like a, it's like it's some sort of like weird gaming channel that has like 3.4 thousand followers, but they only have one video. And it's like, mm. what the fuck are you? But it was written in Russian, and uh, all it said was, thanks for the heartwarming video. It's a bot. I thought so. We <laughs> The problem I had to bring it up, though, is because we incorrectly uh, assessed J1 as being a bot. I mean, it's possible that it's not, but it's, it's, it seems kind of, yeah, it just seems weird. It is really know. weird. It's really strange. Anyways... Let's get into the what we know to be real people who commented on our post. Elite Melon YT seven twenty five writes, "Yeah, that Red Dead Redemption port just seems very lazy. 
It'll just be the story mode in Undead Nightmare, which feels more like a short story expansion. The online will not be brought over, which is another strange move. And then they say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre seems very promising since there was a technical test for PC in May, and the game looks really good considering from what I've seen, not many bugs from a gameplay standpoint. But yeah, I enjoyed watching the podcast. Smiley face. So thanks. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, Elite Melon, uh, YT725. And uh, I will say, regarding the Red Dead Redemption port, it is noted to be a higher resolution. And it, it doesn't really introduce any new bugs to the already 13-year-old game. But the text in the menu, from what I understand, hadn't gotten any kind of upgrade. So when you go to the menus, um, it looks like garbage compared to the rest of it. Like It's not high res, so it looks really weird. So I don't know why the hell they would do that. So I don't know. That's weird. Uh, mm. And apparently, like, it's not as bad as what like the game industry thought it was going to be. But at the same time, it's like, why wouldn't you give this the royal treatment? So it still feels like a cash grab as far as I'm concerned. But, Jake, do you have anything on that? The Red Dead Redemption, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh, I hope that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game is cool. Like, I like that these types of games exist. And I love that the IP is being used in a fashion that is not, like, like cash grabby or anything like that. Um, and then it seems like it's actually an interesting kind of use case. Yeah. For that, like one v many kind of multiplayer, uh, it's not a game that I'm going to play. But I hope that people like it and they're interested in playing it because um, it'd be cool to see a game like that succeed. Like uh, I would consider Friday the Thirteenth that game a success. I think they just kind of they let the license lapse or something like that, and they just kind of quit supporting it, which is fine. I'm sure it's probably expensive to do that type of thing, but um, mm. I don't know. It's pretty neat. As far as the Red Dead port goes, I don't know. I, there's I, there's no way that it anyone's going to convince me that this is worth buying for fifty dollars. I mean, it, it's just I just don't see how it's even even possible. Short of it being like a legitimate remaster, which I don't think that it is. Yeah. So I, even if it's not like as bad as people thought, like I don't know. I mean, would, can would it really you, be as good as a fifty dollars game? I don't. I don't think so. Could you justify getting it if you've never played it before, and because it is upresed, would you just get the fifty dollars version as opposed to the forty dollars version that was on online or whatever prior to this? Um. Well, it depends. If you have an Xbox, mm-hmm. you can buy it digitally. So here's the thing: this this particular version of the game is not available on xbox and the reason is because (laughs) xbox already has it via backwards compatibility yeah and if you have an xbox you can buy that backwards compatible version which already has upscaling and all of that kind of stuff built into it because they do that with their backwards compatibility program it's thirty dollars so they're just charging playstation gamers for a similar product it's like yeah it's up res it's like okay well now you're like on par with the backwards compatible version on xbox and you're charging 20 more dollars for it so i to me like is red dead redemption worth 50 dollars? yes do i think that rockstar charging 50 dollars for this game do i think it's a ripoff yes so, 
I guess what I'm getting at is that if you don't mind paying the money and you have the disposable income, you should play Red Dead Redemption because it's an amazing game. However, understand that Rockstar is ripping you off. That's my that's my comment. Fair enough. One Black Talon writes in. We talked about the Quake 2 remaster coming out. And uh, he simply writes, please let us know if you get Quake 2. Jake, you had mentioned you were interested in this. Is this one of the games you downloaded? So I actually did download it, yeah. So, But I haven't played it yet. Mm. I, I actually was really – I was really meaning to jump into it and play it a little bit before the podcast. I just haven't had a chance all weekend to get on a game or anything. So hopefully by next podcast I'll have some notes on it because I'm really interested in checking it out. All right. I know Digital Foundry took a look at it and they were like, yeah, this is awesome. They said really did a good job with it. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, Digital Foundry is a YouTube channel. They do all the super high-tech review stuff of games, uh, stuff in the gaming world. And uh, they usually do a pretty good job. They know what they're talking about. And in fact, half the time, what they're saying doesn't make any sense to me. And I was like, yeah. And at the end, they're like, yeah, this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is. (laughs) I guess it is. (laughs) If you say so. Yeah, if you guys say it's awesome after doing all these weird tech spec outs of these things. Anyways, let's get to the news, Jake. We talk about the news every episode of the show. And this time around, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine quick things we're going to touch on. And uh, the first of these news things that I wanted to go about is uh, Honkai Star Rail. This hasn't been announced for the PlayStation yet. Well, we know that it's happening, but the release date hasn't been announced, right? But it has been confirmed that cross-save is going to be supported. Now, the developer of Genshin Impact, this is MyHoYo, uh, also uh, are responsible for this game. And they've alluded that we're going to be able to see more of this game being played during Gamescom. And a lot more info can be expected on Honkai Star Rail there. Jake, do you have any growing interest in Honkai Star Rail? I mean, I am interested in the game for sure. Uh, Is it something that I am going to want to play? I mean, I'll probably, assuming nothing else gets in the way, I'll probably try it. I assume it's free to play. Yeah, it's going to be free to play like Genshin Impact. Yep. So if that's the case, then yeah, I'll check it out. Is it going to be something that is going to stick with me i i can't guarantee that because i very rarely do these free-to-play style games grab me because as soon as they start inundating me with all the free-to-play garb like i don't want to say garbage because people like it but all the free-to-play accoutrements i just i just can't really deal with it i believe it's a gotcha um, game also yeah so but yeah i i think it looks cool and I'm interested in checking it out. So if it comes out or when it comes out, I'll I'll probably download it and maybe try it for a couple of days just to see what it's like. Yeah. 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 I bet you it's going to be good. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Honkai in uh, a second. But the next news point that, Jake, we always kind of give a shout out to this game, though none of us actively really play it. But No Man's Sky uh released well I guess No Man's Sky didn't but Hello Games released a anniversary trailer for No Man's Sky who is now seven years old 
And this is kind of wild because this game, when it came out, was faced so much uphill clawing or battling that uh, it's surprising that they've been able to do a big turnaround on this game. And it shows their dedication to the property. And uh, this is a game I really have to play in VR2. Now, I don't know why I'm sleeping on it. VR2 is just one of those things, you know. But it, I have the game. I bought it for five bucks. I talk about this on the podcast every once in a while. We talk about this guy for five bucks used at Walmart, or no, brand new at Walmart. It was on clearance. And then when they turned shit around on the game, uh, it's now selling for retail. So it, it dipped, and then it, the price is back up to regular, I believe. I think some of the plus users might have gone up for free. But um, I just want to try this game in VR. And uh, this anniversary video is really cool because it's it 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 really gives it really gives like a top down view of how far they've moved this game forward because it's like all these different like it's almost like a a culmination of all of their free added content now all of the content that I'm aware of for this game has been free. Like, I don't think they've charged for any of it, which is also really awesome. And uh, this video kind of goes goes on, and uh, there's there's a really, 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 really cool music in the background um, that's playing. It sounds kind of indie or emo or something. Not emo in the way that prior listeners think, but like maybe like Old Promise Ring or like uh, Texas is the Reason or something. Um, but uh, it's really, really insane. And at the end of this, end of this seven-year anniversary trailer or uh, – I guess Stinger, if you want to call it that, they have announced yet another, another DLC for the game, a free DLC called Echoes. They just announce it. They don't tell you what it is. And it's like, what the fuck is going on with No Man's Sky? Like, this is crazy. They just make this thing. It's pretty legit now. Yeah, they really make it legit. They really, really made it awesome. So, Jake, do you have anything you'd like to say about No Man's Sky? Like, I'm I'm pretty impressed with Hello Games, despite not being a really a player of the game. Um, I like. I mean, it's like the, the story. Hello, uh, No Man's Sky is like the quintessential sort of redemption arc in as far as like games go. Um, they did not release in a. So I bought the game at launch, mm-hmm. and I played it at launch, and I liked it. But people were upset because it it kind of it didn't deliver on all of these like veiled promises that they made about what the game was going to be and like multiplayer and all this kind of stuff. So over the years, they've been it was almost just like they kind of turned around and they were like, well, they felt like they needed to overprove themselves, mm. if that makes any sense. Mm. Because, like, the game is so much crazier now. Like, what the game is now is insane compared to what it was whenever I played it. And it's just – and I I did check back in at one point maybe three or four years ago. But uh, even then, it's it's changed so much more since then. So especially – like, I haven't tried it even at all since they updated it with VR because they – allowed the um allowed the use of the original PSVR on it and I never tried that out so you know now that they're do you know does it support VR2 yeah so is this new or did they did they announce was it like 
has it been supported since the launch of VR? I don't know that it's been since launch, but it was right around the launch time. Okay. Um, Because I think that that would be kind of cool. I mean, just being able to fly around space and do a bunch of stuff. I think that's that's pretty neat. Now, with the sort of with the behemoth that is Starfield on the horizon, is this game going to basically be pushed out of that space as far as the 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 zeitgeist goes maybe but playstation gamers can't play starfield so if you're looking for that type of sort of space exploration kind of game that just kind of gives you free roam of the universe no Man's Sky might be worth checking out. And I'm sure, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure you could get it pretty cheap right now. And I don't see why you couldn't spend, if it triggered your if it uh, triggered your fancy, it's possible that you could get like hours, like dozens of hours out of this game just running around. Like here, I'm just going to Google No Man's Sky. He needs to know. I just want to know what it costs. It's thirty dollars right now on PS5 and PS4. All right. So, and I guarantee you that there are sales occasionally where it's cheaper than that. It does say fifty percent off right now. Um. So I don't know if maybe it's on sale at the moment. But if you have any interest, thirty dollars is not a bad price for this game. There's a lot you can do in it, especially if you're into multiplayer kind of adventure games. Now you can run around with your buddies. That's pretty cool. It'd be really fun to do that in VR. Yeah, I do wonder what the what some of the the walking around and traversal, like obviously like flying around in a spaceship and stuff, that makes a lot of sense in VR. But I wonder what some of the other, like if they like how the traversal works, because a lot of times when you're in VR and you're traversing a level, they'll do like the snap travel kind mm. of thing, and um. You know, I wonder if it's if it's full free look and free move, or if they have like VR specific uh, control options. But guess you don't know until you find out. Yeah, we have to try, try to try it out. All right, but let's get into the next news point. This one is kind of interesting, and uh, this is more on Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon. There was a huge. Gameplay showcase on this game, and it does look really cool. And uh, it got me thinking. This is less of a Fires of Rubicon discussion point, but more of a discussion point that I think like we need more space games. And I think, in fact, Jake, that we're getting more space games now. And I feel this all kind of started with it didn't all start, but this resurgence with the announcement of a Callisto protocol. And then what's the one that we talked about briefly um, that's not out yet, but there's a guy in a space shoot. We, was, we, we said it was kind of like, the, I, I drew a comparison to maybe like the last of us, but like outer space. Um, oh, it has a weird name. It's not out. It's like pa, pra, Pragmata. Pragmata. Oh yeah. That's like a space game. And then like, you know, of course, we just talked about No Man's Sky, which is a space game. I mean, that came out before Callisto Protocol. And then, you know, everybody's getting excited about Starfield. Fires of Rubicon is a space game, kind of. 
And then, you know, this Honkai Star Rail game is like future space stuff, but Genshin Impact. And then, you know, we did got to get the Dead Space remake. And then there are some other space games on the docket, you know. Um, like Quantum Error looks really cool. It's not really space, but it's futuristic. And that that regard we didn't really get a lot of games that were like future we had a lot of games that were grounded in like reality and like the present like we you're one could argue like the last of us games the uncharted games the watchdog games the days gone games even though they were kind of futurist at the uh whatever the one game is that i really liked the division even though it was kind of future it was still like very much grounded in like these reality things but uh it's weird. I wanted to bring up that I think it's weird how we see a shift in the themes of these games. And when one starts to come out, like, it's like, oh, my God, like, we're getting a lot of space games now. And it's interesting. And I wonder, like, are these developers, like, just kind of, like, secretly seeing what other people are doing? And they're like, oh, we're, we're going to make a space game now. Because I know for a long time, Naughty Dog had said that they wanted to make a space game. They thought it would be really cool. And then there was that scene in The Last of Us, minor spoiler, where Ellie puts on the space helmet. And it's like, is that a teaser for what Naughty Dog's working on? Are they working on a space fucking game? Like, mm. what do you think? Deliver us deliver us uh, Mars. Deliver us the moon or whatever. Those games were space games. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, I I think that it's just, like, trends, right? I mean, for a while, every game was getting a Battle Royale mode, and before that, it was like every game was getting a, you know, attacked on multiplayer mode, and then there was the loot box thing, mm. and, you know, and then there was, like, zombie games were the big thing, or uh, whatever. I mean, there's just so much stuff that you know there there are all these trends and i think that space games have not come around in a while like they i'm not going to say that they we didn't get we didn't get sci-fi games cuz we did but there was a big push in the last 10 or 15 years for like grounded gritty kind of games, whether it be modern military shooters or, you know, your post-apocalyptic stuff like Last of Us or whatever that's even though it's, I guess you would say technically it's sci-fi because it's dealing with events that are not really possible. Um, It's not the same as, it's not the same as like a like a um Oh, what's that game I was thinking of? The one where you're... It's like the run-and-gun shooter, but you're like in a... It's like futuristic, and it's third person, and... Uh, Ghost Runner? God. No, 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 no. This was done by... Uh, this was done by... Um, Ghostwire Tokyo? Platinum. No, before that. This was a PS3 game. Uh Fuck, I don't know. I'll, so I'll think games. of it at some point, but but it's like a third. It's like a third person shooter where you're like doing a lot of jumping around and running between cover, and it's like high score. But but it's like a, there's like a story. Mirror's like Edge, kind of. No, no, this is a like a, a platinum made this game. Fucking platinum. <laughs> He's got to look it up. I don't know why this is. Is this is like, uh, this is. 
Vanquish. Oh, Jesus. Um, and, you know, it was like the PS3 generation, we had a lot of stuff like that. Mm. And now, and then like the PS4 generation, it was like, ooh, graphics, realism, grounded, mm. sad dad simulator, all this kind of stuff. And like, uh, you know, Call of Duty, blah, blah, blah. And now it seems like we're kind of reeling it back in where we're starting with things like, um, you know, Armored Core and stuff where we're just getting great uh, science fiction that – and I would say Armored Core is kind of more hard sci-fi. It seems like it's relatively grounded. Mm. It's just – like I don't even know if Armored Core is a space game. Yeah, it, it is. Takes, you know, there's like it, space shuttles in space. Shit. Yeah, yeah, there are. And then don't forget about the t- Telltale's uh, The Expanse is also coming right. out. So I mean, there's all kinds of space shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, and and it's cool. Like I, I love sci-fi games, so I'm all about it. But I, uh, I could see there be a a bubble bursting at some point if. If it's literally the only thing that comes out, but I think that we're, there's a diverse enough type of game that's coming out now that we don't really have to worry about it. No, I just think it's interesting, like you said, to, to kind of see the trend. Like they're all making these games around the same time, so it's weird. But anyways, I guess I guess enough enough about that, my dude. The uh, next news point I had, and uh, this is more. You know, this isn't really space, but there's an open beta for a game called The First Descendant. And uh, that open beta is going to span from September 19th to September 25th. And apparently this game is taking full advantage of the PS5's power. Now, there is a PS4 version, but I think it was developed firstly for the PS5. Um, There's a nice trailer that dropped recently on the Sony YouTube for this game. And uh, I'm just curious, Jake, this is a shooter, um, third-person and uh, it looks it looks interesting, and it, I think I don't know if it's going to be a free to play game, um, but uh, it, it looks interesting. Any any interest at all in the first Descendant? I watched this trailer, and to me, and maybe it's just the trailer, but it looks kind of generic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like. How I feel like I've seen a million games like this in the past five years, and so until we get a little bit more of like an in-depth thing going on and see like actual game moment-to-moment gameplay and you know what's this all about? Is there a story? Is it just like a fucking shared world shooter kind of thing that you know people just get together and fight spongy bosses and stuff like that? I I don't know. Like when I'm watching it. It has a cool, like, visual flair to it, but it just looks like another, um, what do they call that? Games like Destiny and stuff. Like a looter shooter. I've got, not, not a looter shooter, but, oh god, it's like a, just like a multiplayer, you know, shared world kind of shooter type thing. I I don't know why it's, uh. Tell this why, dude. I bee stings. Dude, this this fuck these bee stings have I have such a brain fog. I've had it all day. Like I can't fucking think of anything. I spent. I was trying to have a conversation with my wife earlier, and I was telling her about a conversation I had with my dad, 
And the entire conversation was me saying the wrong names of all of my relatives and like people who weren't even in the conversation and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, actually, the anyway. Um, do they still hurt? Yeah, I don't know. What your bee stings still hurt? Or are they just swollen? They ache. You get like achy joints and stuff. So like I have that part of it, and they're just red and itchy and swollen. Um, but I didn't want to take any Benadryl because I'd be fucking sleeping on this podcast. Yeah, you'd be, so. you'd be knocked out, dude. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, yeah. So, but as far as this game goes, the I it looks like one of those games where I'd be interested in trying the open beta, but unless there's something special there that I didn't see in the trailer, it just it seems a little bit generic to me. Fair enough. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to make of it. Live service game is uh, what I was thinking of. It's a nice, you know I mean? it's a nice looking game. Like it doesn't look bad. I agree. I, I like I said, it's got a nice like visual style to it, and it looks clean cut, and you know, it looks like you're running around shooting stuff. The animations look good and everything, but uh, who knows? What does that really mean? Yeah, in the in the in the world of Unreal Engine Five or whatever the hell we're in now. Does that even matter? Because everything can look good. I don't know. It's got to have substance. Okay. And you won't really know that without playing it, I guess. got to be some fucking teeth. Because like if, I, if I have to shoot a fucking bad guy 5,000 times because he's super spongy because it's meant to be played with multiple people, like, I don't know. It's just – it's not going to – it's not going to cut the mm-hmm. cheese for me. All right. Well, that's the first Descendant. And uh, make sure if you're interested in that game to try it out. 919 to 925, open beta. All right. Next news point is – cyberpunk related and I apologize because people don't really like to hear about cyberpunk. Well, they they do. I think we just got kind of tired of talking about it, but the long-awaited cyberpunk 2077 update that is going to implement game-changing improvements prior to the release of the DLC Phantom Liberty will be featured on the next CD Projekt Red Red Stream on August 24th. The update's going to overhaul the in-game police the melee combat and add new open world activities and a restructure of the skill trees. And we're also going to be getting a glimpse of Phantom Liberty gameplay at opening night live for Gamescom on August 22nd. So I wouldn't be surprised if when they do the red stream on August 24th, if we do get a little bit more taste of Phantom Liberty as well as the, what this update's going to offer us. The police have been f- so broken in this game. The law has been terrible in this game. Uh, melee, I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I have a character right now that's melee focused, and I, it just it works, but it's just like it doesn't feel great. And uh, so I'm curious to see how they're restructuring all the skill trees too, because that is like the foundation of this game and leveling up and like your character. So what are they going to do? I don't know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm curious. I I really liked this game. And I kind of want to see what they do with it. I thought we were supposed to get this expansion like this summer. The expansion is coming, coming but this DLC, this this patch, it's going to fix all the game shit, um, is a free update to the game. So it's going to update the game as is. But the I, well, I understand. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. I I was just curious about when oh, yeah, Phantom know. Liberty is coming out because. I could have swore that it was supposed to come out like it says September 26th, I guess. Yeah, so next month. Okay. 
It's, it's, yeah, there's probably there's. I don't know if it's probably not a good time. Maybe, <sighs> maybe, maybe, maybe I'll have a chance to play it. Um, depends on what I decide to choose to play in October. But uh, I, I mean, I love this game, so I would, I would be interested in going back to it and like maybe even starting a new character to see what the new skill trees and all that kind of stuff like. Maybe even just start a melee character mm. if if they overhauled that whole system just to see what that was about. I loved the the smart weapons in that game, so that's like all I used. Um, I never really used a lot of the melee weapons. Sometimes I did because it was there. I was able to. They had some really cool skills aligned with the melee weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But do you know, like, is this update coming out before, or is it launching with the at the same time as the? They expansion? haven't said. All they've said is that you don't have to buy the DLC to get the the update. Sure. So that's all they've okay. said. I don't know if it's coming out the same. I would presume it's coming out in it in advance of the DLC being released, so they can iron out any issues before the DLC drops. But I don't know. Hmm. But I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Yeah, kind of interesting. Um, this next news point is uh, interesting only in the fact that I haven't seen anybody do this yet with a video game. Um, so in an interesting way to capitalize on the success of The Walking Dead TV series, there's a game coming out titled The Walking Dead Destinies. And what this game does is it lets you, the player, change decisions that were made in the TV show to see how things could have played out. And this is a neat idea, and while the trailer was done really well, I'm not sure that the gameplay within the trailer, as far as graphics and everything, uh, it kind of looks kind of meh. But the concept is interesting. So it's interesting that, like, you know, when you watch The Walking Dead, one of the reasons why people talked about it so much is because there were, like, crazy pivots in the story like a character make a decision, like they would decide to do something that would like have huge ramifications, and it seemed like it was very, it was very divisive from the audience. And half the audience be like, oh, "I should have done this," and half the audience, "I should have done that." But we only really get, really got to see what happens if it played out the one way. So in this game, while I believe all the voice acting is done by voice actors and not the actual characters from the from the TV show, it gives you these scenarios. That, you know, I think essentially it's the story of seasons one through season four of the TV series. And you just get to play that out and make these crazy situations that you only know happen in the TV series happen a different way in the game to see how crazy things can go off rails. So it's a really cool idea, but is it going to do well is another question. I don't know. So is the is it all live action? No, no. They're they're it's all it's all art. It's all like a regular game. But it's essentially redoing the TV show story. Yeah, you're playing the TV show story in the game, but you reserve the right to make the major decisions and see how it could shake out. And it's like. And it's weird because, like, the way they frame this trailer is, like, some of the shots that I remember from the TV series are almost one-to-one with how they re- with how they did the game. And it's like, wow. 
this is kind of interesting. It's like it's like Marvel has the alternate universe. It's like what if you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a video game about like what if this would have happened in the Walking Dead TV show. It's really fucking hmm. cool. I mean, it's an interesting concept. I could not care less about The Walking Dead, so I'm not going to play it. But I think that it's a. I, I I always like these ideas on paper, but I don't know that I've ever played one that executed on its promise <laughs> in making it actually be fun, if that makes any sense. No, it makes complete sense. I hear you. Guess we'll just have to wait and find out what people think of it. I don't even remember yeah. the studio involved with it, but it um, it wasn't like a big name studio that I can remember. But it it, it seemed interesting to me that they were even attempting to do this. Because um, some people might just be like, "Dude, this is sacrilegious. You can't just change the TV show." But anyways, next uh, news point. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's I I get it. It's. <laughs> It is what I'm just it like is. looking at the trailer right now just to try to see sort of what the deal yeah, is. Yeah. But go ahead. Seems like it might be just a smidge jank. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The trailer was presented really well, but the stuff within the trailer, like the way it was cut up, is nice. Like it's a nice trailer. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm curious how they will change because obviously they're going to be changing the narrative of the story if you're mm-hmm. able to change the decisions that are made in the game. And like, if you choose to make the decision that they made in the TV show, like, does it just show you more of the TV yeah, show? Probably, like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's kind of weird to me. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. Next news point is uh, I want. I want to take a moment to talk about a smaller game, Jake. And maybe you've heard about this game. Maybe you haven't. But uh, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it. And it looks really cool. And the game is Quantum Error. And it's advertised as a cosmic horror game coming to PS5 on November 3rd. Uh, The story is essentially that you play a futuristic firefighter that's sent to investigate a research facility that sits about 30 miles off the coast of California in the year is 2109. Um, The the research facility is absolutely covered in flames. The the game kind of starts off um, with you trying to recover civilians or people who are in need of your help. And uh, because this, this research facility is attacked by an unknown entity. And ultimately, the game slowly spirals into this horror game. And uh, it's a cool premise. It's a little... There's some holes in it. Why would you be the only person that gets sent to, like, go to... Yeah. But maybe it's, like, some sort of mindfuck game. I don't know. But it's called Quantum Error. And there's not a lot of games you get to play a firefighter. So that's kind of neat. I don't know. I mean, it looks like it. It looks like I'm. I'm watching like a game, like a gameplay video of it. Yeah. It looks like eventually it just like degrades into a first person shooter. Um, but like, not that that's a bad thing. But it's got some uh, some like metro vibes to it, where you've got like your firefighter mask yeah. and he's like wiping off the face shield and stuff. Um, it looks cool. But it looks cool. I mean, it, I, like, there's nothing about it that screams like garbage to me and i think it was made it might not be the so yeah it might not be the best game on the planet but hopefully it's just like a solid fun game 
I don't know. It looks kind of neat, though. Yeah, quantum error. Something to keep our eyes on. Um, this next one was a big one. This next news point's a big one. And I don't know if, Jake, you even got to see this. But uh, I was really, really kind of uh, impressed, um, you know, with with this thing that happened. So a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, the trailer dropped. And it, I got to say, dude... Uh, Tom Rhodes, whoever that is, he's some sort of musician, did one of the best versions of Don't Fear the Reaper I've ever heard. And this game drops November 10th, 2023. It's being developed by Sledgehammer Games, who, of course, were partnered up with Affinity Ward for this one. And uh, the song's originally written and performed by Blue Oyster Cult, but Tom Rhodes... Dude, this version is so haunting and so good, and it matches this trailer perfectly. Um, man, if you're into music, check out his version of Don't Fear the Reaper. It sucks because I went on YouTube to try to find it, and like, it had all of the game sound clips like in the backdrop of it, too. So, like, video game noise, people like locking and loading and stuff. But, like, I would like to hear just the song as it is. It's like an eight minute rendition of the song, which is weird. You probably just like, here's me doing. T- this song is spooky and like thematic as I possibly can. Here's bits and bobs. Use whatever you guys want to use for the trailer. But, uh, dude, it's awesome. And this trailer looks so sick. Every Call of Duty trailer looks awesome. That's all I'm going to say. They all look awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I Every time I see the words Call of Duty, I want to like kill myself. But every time I watch one of their single-player story trailers, I want to play it so bad. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, I it's I don't know what it is about these games. Like, I just – I can't stand the just general kind of atmosphere around Call of Duty. But <laughs> – Maybe the stigma? Uh, not even necessarily that. I think it's a fine game and everything like that. It's just like I'm so sick of hearing about it. I think it has a lot to do with the ABK stuff and that we've been talking about for a year. And it's like everyone's like – it's like, oh, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Even like the like people – like everyone that I know that doesn't – you know, that's not like a – you want to call it a core gamer or whatever. They're like, oh, yeah, let's go play some fucking COD. And I'm like, okay. It's cool that it's so popular, but I just there's so many better games that exist, and uh, it's frustrating to me that this one game that's basically been the same for the past 15 mm. years with some tweaks here and there, and as far as mar- multiplayer goes, is so popular. Like, why is it that Call of Duty can sell 20 million copies a year, but Ghost of Tsushima can only sell, you know, like 8 million copies across its lifetime or whatever the hell it was. So, and and I would argue that Ghost of Tsushima is as far as like a like a piece of art is concerned would be you know, miles above what Call of Duty is. But I think it's just the way that I think about it. You know, Call of Duty is almost more like a sport than it is anything. It's like you don't oh, yeah. get mad at people for liking football. You know what I mean? Like, so why would you get mad at them for liking Call of Duty? But because somebody, uh, you know, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting concept. But I will say that 
generally their campaigns are awesome and even if even like the ones that are meh are usually really awesome just because the production value is so high like the graphics are amazing like the set pieces are amazing crazy shit happens the voice acting's really good they get celebrities in there like even the ones where the story's kind of meh the campaign is still fucking awesome except for what was the last one i played the one with uh, uh, Kevin Spacey? No, 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 no. That one was okay. Um, oh, Black Ops 3. The campaign was fucking trash. Which one was that one? But other than that, it's the one where it like gets really freaking sci-fi. Oh, yeah. That one like, does suck. Like in the end, you're like inside your own head and all this shit. Mm. Like it, like you're – I don't know. They try they tried too hard with it. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. I the trailer looks great though. Like I didn't uh, hear the song because I was just kind of scrubbing through it. But the trailer looks fucking awesome, dude. You gotta so, watch the trailer with the song, and then you'll be like, I'm gonna fucking buy this. Like <laughs> like it's that good with that song. It'll just change your mind. I just I wish, and who knows? Maybe Microsoft will do this. I wish they would split the campaign and the multiplayer, and just. Let me buy the fucking campaign for twenty bucks, forty bucks, or fifty. Even if it's forty or fifty dollars, let me buy the campaign for that, and then I would buy the whole thing you know, for seventy at that point. But, but yeah, I, I I can understand why you would if you had interest in the multiplayer. But I just know that I would never play the multiplayer, mm-hmm. so I might as well get a little bit of a discount just to play the campaign. But I'm never gonna buy it for seventy bucks just to play the campaign, mm-hmm. even though. I'm interested in it. So, and then by the time it gets discounted or it's on PS Plus or something, the ship has sailed and I really have no interest. Mm. But um, I get that I'm the minority as far as Call of Duty gamers go. So, they're really not marketing to me. But I don't know. Looks cool. Um, does, it, does it say when it comes out? November? Yeah, I have a date for it. I thought I'd put a date in the notes. November 10th. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, November 10th. November 10th. That's cool. A lot of games coming out in November, dude. And uh, the last news point, listeners, and uh, we'll get right the hell out of your hair as <laughs> if you're, we're forcing you guys to listen. Ah. Last news point is starting August 29th. If you're a fan of Megadeth, um, if you if you play World of Warships Legends or World of Tanks Modern Armor, they're going to feature Megadeth. Which is so fucking weird. Um, World of Tanks Modern Armor. Uh, all four band members. Uh, Mustaine, James Lomenzo, uh, Dirk Zimburin, I can't pronounce his name. And guitarist uh, Kiko Lareo, um, Plus infamous mascot Vic Rattlehead will be available as 2D commanders in these games. And then World of Warships Legends, Dave Mustaine and Vic will be specially designed guises for American commanders. And then Tanks... Will also feature a Vic Rattlehead 3D commander with 17 animations recorded just for him. And every Megadeth commander in both games will speak with a custom voiceover recorded by band members themselves. The first time Megadeth has ever provided video game voiceovers. So, like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> this is so weird. Like, it's like Kiss getting involved with like fast food or something. Like, I, I love Megadeth, but like, I always wonder in these scenarios. 
Do, does someone in the band like play the fucking game? Yeah, I don't know. Or is it that somebody like the whoever sells these games came to them and was like, "Hey, if you uh, if you let us do this, um, we'll pay you like ten million dollars." And then they're just like, "Okay, yeah, I'll stand in a fucking sound booth and say words for a little bit." Uh, it just seems it's so strange. Like this is such a strange news point. It's so strange. I almost want to check it out, but I'm not downloading. That's why I included it, man, because it is really bizarre. You know, it's not really the norm for us. Talk about Megadeth. Yeah, and video it's. Games. It is strange. Like mm. this is—is is this the first time Megadeth has ever been in a game other than like their music being on a soundtrack? Because yeah. That's uh, really bizarre. There's like a skin for one of the battleships. It's just like it's all spray painted, but it says Megadeth and like their logo. And it's like it's so fucking weird. I think it'd be so cool if like you find out that on tour or something, the band just got really into these games. And, like, and we're we just like playing them all the time. Like, and then yeah. uh, that's why they got into it. But I guarantee you that's not the case. It's, they probably have no fucking idea what's going on. And... You know, someone came up to them and was like, hey, if you do this, we'll pay you a shitload of money. And they're just like, it's, all right. It's honestly probably the opposite of the band being into the game, but more so developers being into the band. And, oh, sure. Being like, how do we get the band involved, dude? We got to get Megadeth on board here. <laughs> it's really weird. Well, there's no new games to talk about because we talked about it last episode and there aren't any new ones for us to talk about this time. So that being said, Jake... I know you're not feeling well because of all of the bee stings, and uh, my wife has been kind of sick all day, and I'm worried that I'm going to catch whatever she has. I've got like this weird taste in my throat. came out of nowhere, and uh, I don't know. Maybe it's from all the spray paint I was using today, like painting shit. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, I'm not getting whatever the hell she has because she's been in bed for – Could be COVID, dude. Spiking. I know it is spiking, and there's new variants, and it's probably what the fuck it is. And uh, I'm not. Eh, who cares? Doesn't doesn't matter anymore. Supposed to be going to a concert. You're gonna have to deal. We're gonna have to deal with it every fucking year for the rest of our lives now. So yeah, if you're sick, stay home. Yeah, but I got concert tickets for Tuesday. I can't. I gotta go. Hopefully, I just what concert? Ben Nichols. He's playing solo up in Pittsburgh, down in Pittsburgh. Mm. Yep. Well, wear a mask. I don't think I have it. I don't think I have it. I just have a weird <laughs> taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. You're probably fine. I'm just gonna stay it's, away. It's from one you. of those things. It's one of those things where it's just like we're getting into that time of year where flu season's gonna start up mm. and everything. And so I don't know. I was I was really sick a couple weeks ago. Whenever we missed the podcast, I don't remember what happened, but. Uh, I, yeah, when I was on the show and I said I wasn't feeling well, and it was, I'm almost positive it was just allergies. Like allergy, like some allergy shit has gotten real crazy this, this year, I think. And um, usually allergies don't give you a fever, but I don't know, man. Dude, stuff's just going around. It's just illnesses, sickness. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. I hate the idea of being sick. I hate the idea of like, I don't know, just not feeling 100%. It's just a part of living, I suppose, though. Um, but uh, 
I don't know, man. That's all I have for the listeners to say. This is our first under one hour show we've had in a long time. So I apologize to the listeners that there's not much else. To, to, but it's mathematically this it's makes sense. Barely, I, it's barely under one hour. Yeah. It's probably like 58 minutes. <laughs> but mathematically it we makes started sense. it. We started at 635. Yeah. It makes most sense. Dude, it makes most sense that we this one's going to be shorter because, like I said, we just we just recorded on Tuesday, so it's now Sunday. Hasn't even been a full week, so here we are. But thanks for tuning in, Jake. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we close out? Um, I don't think so. I I'm in, I'm in a weird position where my ditch is like half weed whacked. Mm. Because I hit the bee's nest and then I've uh, – so so funny story about it. I So obviously you start getting stung. You do the whole embarrassing like flapping your arms, running around thing, trying to slap all the bees off you and stuff. So I do this and of course I drop my like weed whacker, my headphones, my safety glasses, everything right beside the fucking bee's nest in the ditch. Right. So I and I go and I get in the pool and I get myself kind of taken care of and I'm like I gotta go get my fucking weed whacker because it's like a it's like a three hundred dollar weed whacker like I'm not gonna leave it in the fucking ditch by the road for somebody to steal. Well, the bees and so kill them. So I uh, so I I like I like I was like what, what what can I do? So I got like um I put on like long pants and a long sleeve shirt and I put on a hoodie and fucking like zipped the oh, zipped the man. fucking cords tight so it was like just around my face and I had uh, uh, I put on like boots and stuff and I walked over there and thankfully it was getting dark so all the bees like I watched them kind of fly into the nest and then I just kind of slowly went in and got my shit and like got out of there and I didn't end up they didn't come after me but I uh, man bees well that's what you get for running a weed whacker into a nest isn't it kind of fucked though that an ant, like a, a a being that small, can hurt you that bad? No, dude. It's I mean, yeah, it's weird, but like, it's, it's not. It shouldn't safe. be possible. It's not safe out there. Like w- between like ticks and fucking bees, we should just like and mosquitoes come up with an insecticide that just wipes all insects off of the planet Earth. And then, yeah, of course, you know, all of our trees and flowers and everything would die because we'd have no pollinators and all this stuff. Mm. But for a brief year or so, it would be awesome. No no mosquitoes. That's always like no when when spring hits after like a, like a cold winter, the first few spring evenings that are like warm enough to be outdoors late at night, there's not a fucking bug in the air. And you can just be outside and enjoy it. And it's like, this is this would be amazing if it were like this all the time. There's no gnats yeah. flying around your ears. You're not getting bit by mosquitoes. There aren't house flies yet. And if there are, they're stupid and they don't know how to fly and stuff. Um, but it's weird. Like, spring is awesome for, like, evenings when, when it gets warm in the springtime. That's a taste of what it could be. <sighs> yeah. Um, it is a taste. I don't know. I guess that's it, though. I got to go take some fucking medicine or something. Yeah. My my arm looks like a sausage. And I got stuck. So, like, one of the things that they, they say about bee stings is that you get joint pain mm-hmm. from it. And literally everywhere I got stung is on a joint. 
I got stung on the shoulder. I got stung in my wrist. I got stung on my elbow. And I got stung three times on one of my knees. So, like, I'm just... I've been calling myself like the sausage man all day yeah. because my, my arm just looks like a sausage because it's all bloat, like bloated and shit. And honestly, it's not too mm. bad. It's starting to go down. Like earlier this morning, I couldn't even, uh, I couldn't even make a fist because my, my hand was so swollen, but now it's like, I, I don't, I don't really have much of a problem with it. It's just itchy. It's just like red and itchy, but it is messed I up. Get out like- of here. I got I got to go take some Benadryl. Any sex like that can mess you up. All right. Um, but uh, all right. So, yeah. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in to episode 290 of PSS is Awesome. We're a weekly PlayStation podcast. Like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, we appreciate you being here with us today. And uh, we will appreciate you being with us next week. So if you want to tune in next week, it will be live for non-Patreon people on Monday. And if you're a subscriber to our Patreon uh, you might get it a day in advance or at least a few hours in advance. You maybe you can listen to it Sunday night or Sunday during the day. Um, we don't promise that, but we try to do it. So make sure to uh, support our show for a buck a month, which is uh, cheaper than anything you can probably find anywhere else. Um, Patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. And with that being said, Jake, thanks for joining me today. Hope your arm feels better by next week. And uh, we will talk to everybody later. So like... Y2K, Yars Revenge, and Yesterday Origins. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.